Yo, welcome to Conscious Hypocrite. Oh, man. We on Bumble That is about the That's probably the whitest version of that song I've heard. <laughs> it's really not, though, if you really know. The oh, if you, if you really know the backstory? <laughs> what, what? There's plenty of other white versions of that song. Yeah. That are, actually, I mean, that's odd, odd, the, the most off-key, for sure. Yes. Um. So... You'll uh, understand why we're singing that this song a little bit later in the episode. Uh, we also talked about some random stuff, sports things. Uh, Shout out to the Raptors. We did kind of like an all over the place. Shout out to Jay Z. Hypocrite part of the show. We talked about a whole bunch of random stuff. We asked each other questions. This episode was kind of all over the place. Yeah, we had fun though. Shout yeah, out to Jay Z. We did. So let's get into it. So we didn't have a Conscious Hypocrite segment planned for this episode. We were just kind of planning on doing random stuff. Yeah. Um, but we were downstairs uh, eating dinner. And I was drinking this Ballast Point Sculpin IPA, which is really delicious. And Will actually asked for a beer, which was took me aback because Will normally doesn't like drinking beer. Um, it's poison. <laughs> So I gave him some beer and he said it was very tasty. And I, I was like, I've been not trying, I've been trying not to buy this beer because I heard that the company supports Mike Pence. Damn. But then I also heard, and when I say heard, I'm saying random people are telling me this. I'm not actually doing any research. And so then I also heard that they're under new management now. So then I just decided to buy some recently. So this is all just hearsay. Haven't done any research. Haven't done any research for this podcast. Just going off of hearing somebody say that. So that got us to thinking about uh, other brands. Brands and products that we use every day that... We're willfully ignorant about. So we started talking about banks. Yeah, Bank of America, Wells Fargo. Which are banks that we both use. Yeah, it makes me want to look into a credit union. Yeah. Uh, Oh Yeah, it does make me actually want to look into... When you hear all these things about how they're supporting the pipelines being built and just messing with people. We just feeding into the shit. Uh, all any phone company, Verizon, iPhones, all that all stuff, all that shit. Um, horrible. Uh, pretty much any major brand. So like Nike. Well, fuck, Nike's that bad. Well, I mean, like if you if we're thinking about if you, that's the thing is like is there's levels oh, to yeah, it, right? So levels. it's like environmental they got, impact. They got little shops having little people make. Yeah, people making shoes. Maybe not Nike, but who know? I mean, who knows what other what other places right. are, are doing that? Um, and then another thing that I was talking about is I recently so there's like this Asian market by the school that I work at, and uh, it's called I think Lion Market, and uh, they sell like all the delicious treats. Like, uh, is that where you picked up that damn sesame bowl? No, it's not. That was a that was a that was like a bakery place. All right. But shout out to sesame balls. No. Uh, burr, 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 sesame no, balls. No, shout out to Sesame Those things are horrible. This podcast is brought to you by Sesame Balls. Um, so they had like uh, yam yams and pocky and those really delicious treats. And everything has palm oil in it. And palm oil is that stuff that's pretty much destroying the rain. I mean, it's not the oil's fault that the rainforest is being destroyed. But palm oil is this oil that's used in a lot of products that they're essentially, uh, you know, that's what is contributing to the deforestation of all these places in South America. That's, you know, the cause of the orangutans becoming extinct and all this stuff. And palm oil is in a lot of stuff, including 
a lot of snacks that you would find not just at these little Asian markets, but also at like Trader Joe's and just random places. So yeah. I, I try to look and see and make sure there's no palm oil. But that's the only one I, I'm aware of. You know, there could be all types of other oils and things we're using that that are horrible are too. Horrible, yeah. Almonds. A lot of water for all that. All that farming. I mean, we try to eat less meat. Yeah. But that's the thing too. Is it's like the best kind. The thing that's probably the best for the animal. So like, free range and all that stuff. They're still using up more space and cutting down more trees to make those farms for the places. Basically, too, even though they're using less energy. And it's probably nicer to the animals. Don't, I don't know. Don't attack my hamburgers. Right. You attacking my hamburgers right now? Don't attack my hamburgers. So it's like, how do you... I'll ask you this question. So how do you reconcile... Like, how do you not go crazy thinking about all these things that are bad for the world that we use every day, that we have to use? Oh, man. How do you reconcile? I mean, just try to inform yourself the best way, the best you can. And once you find out that company is shady or, you know, they're funding this or that, whatever, and you don't agree with it. I mean, financial situations can maybe not, maybe you're not in the position to change phone Mm -hmm, companies mm -hmm, or... mm -hmm. Go shop at a different place. Yeah. So, how do you decide what what to what to stay with and what to cut out? Is it just what you can do? Yeah, it's what you can do. I it's mean, it's like any little bit. Yeah, what you can do. I mean, but some of these companies are so damn powerful. They ain't stopping. They ain't stopping the engine. And that's the thing is like when these uh, when you see like Gucci or these big label brands that do something racist, and everyone's like boycott Gucci. It's like. None of us was buying Gucci anyways. And these yeah. rich white people who are, are and Floyd Mayweather and all these other people who are still buying Gucci are still going to keep buying Gucci. So yeah. it's not like it doesn't really change that much, except for it gives them a bad rap, which yeah. is probably a good thing. But it's like not like I w- had anything Gucci that I was going to be throwing out or not buying anymore. You know, I, I mean, the crazy part about it is to me that these people are investing more money into this rich ass company that doesn't give off give two shits about them to where you have these startup companies that make maybe the same quality of clothing it's just not the brand that right it's not the Gucci brand mm-hmm. yeah so i'm not going to buy it because it's all like a status type of thing like even uh look there's like car companies that are horrible, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and we continue to support them. Uh, Volkswagen, fucking, they're horrible, but you know, go ahead and buy a Volkswagen. Look up Volkswagen. Maybe they made a comeback, but they're 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 fucking they're they're, they're like the devil. Yeah. Um. Well, and it's like yeah, if 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 people put their money into these companies that were. They put as much money into these companies that were trying to have a better impact on the environment or on the world or whatever, then that would be able to lower the cost of some of this stuff and people would actually start buying it. Because that's the thing. Some of these really small companies that are making great products, they're selling stuff for outrageous prices because they have to. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Like they're selling like these are the organic fair trade cotton socks that we're selling for 20 bucks for two pairs. You know what I mean? So nobody can afford that. (laughs) But it's better than going and buying like, you know, whatever brand that's made of synthetic stuff that's being made in, uh, you know, by some small child (laughs) somewhere (laughs) because that stuff's cheaper that's you get 20 20 pairs for a buck or you know true true. that fast fashion stuff um another thing is there's like enter the world of entertainment this might be off topic but on topic and your belief is your belief but when i kind of find out people are involved with scientology i kind of take a back seat to what they're doing because I don't want to fund. You mean thinking about how they're, support- yeah, they're supporting look, this? Yeah, look, I don't want to fund that engine because I don't know where that money is going to. And they're just, they got a shit ton of money in that. That's kind of scary. I mean, because with money, you gain power. Listen, Will's opinions are not my opinions. Praise Zenu. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Praise oh, Zenu. Man. The body thetans. Listen, if you haven't seen, uh, what's her face? What's her name? I don't know what her name is. <laughs> the chick who does the Scientology show. I definitely don't know her name. I forgot. <laughs> Anyways, we don't need to talk about Scientology. But so you're saying like you don't want that. That goes back to one of the conversations we had in another episode where it's like you don't want to support these people who are who are misogynistic. I mean, you when you yeah, when you I kind of find out like their stance on things it's like, all right, I'm going to take a back seat. You know, that's not cool. I don't agree with that. Like. You got enough money, and I'm not going to support. Right. But, you know, you're going to be fine without my support or not. Right. And your stance is your stance. Cool. But once that's out there, and it's kind of weird or strange to me, I don't really understand it. Uh, Shut up. So you're saying saying just with, like, like company, just like how we should be wary of these companies, we should also be looking at celebrities who are also... Supporting these weird organizations or whatever. Yeah, just take a peek. Just take a peek. I mean, and that shit is difficult because we we support shit that we. I mean, are you saying I should stop listening to Beck? Is that what you're saying? Because it's not gonna happen. I know it's not gonna happen. <laughs> but you do what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? And it's not Beck's fault. Is it not his fault? I don't know. Okay. I don't know Beck personally. How okay. about that? It's fine. But, you know, they're saving the world, apparently. Yeah, Zenu. I don't know who the hell Zenu is. <laughs> but uh, what else? I mean... There's levels to there's this, levels thing, to basically. So, so do what you can. Inform yourself. Especially um, with, with all these... Uh, very, uh, I mean, not righteous people in office. These... We got a, a funny office, and they're all connected to these companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just try to stay informed the best way you can so you're not funding these companies, and you wonder why stuff is getting, t- getting gentrified. And mm-hmm. Yeah, support, support local businesses where you live. Yeah, that's a great. That's great. Yeah. That's a, yeah, supporting local where you live and not big conglomerates. I mean... Bank of America, Wells Fargo are pretty awful, but I wonder what it's going to take for me to join something smaller. You know, they make it tough for you. Look, they do make it tough. Hey, look, I'm trying to get out of Wells Fargo. 
Um, but I, I got a, a loan by Wells Fargo up to like eight G's. If you could uh, support me. Oh, wow. And I could pay off those loans and then get out of Wells Fargo. That'd be greatly appreciated. Um, I'll set up a GoFundMe at a... I'm just, not, I'm just playing. Oh, my God. I was about to say, you did not tell me you had a loan uh, for eight years. I mean, I got a busted-ass car. <laughs> that was a... a, 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 a busted-ass car at Subaru right there that, in my lot. That was almost breaking That was almost breaking news for me about something I had no idea what. I do, dude. Well, I'm in debt. I thought that's... I'm in debt. That's fine. To Wells Fargo. And as soon as I can pay off that debt, me and that bank are done, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, if you can help me out, get out of that <laughs> contract with Wells Fargo, uh, hit me up. Please help a brother okay, out. We don't need to. You don't need to do that. That's fine. <laughs> you listening is more than enough. Okay, let's move on. So, for our sports section. We're going to kind of combine news and yeah, sports yeah, together. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll let it happen. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to talk about a little news and some sports. A lot has happened since I've talked to you guys about sports. The Toronto Raptors are NBA champions now. Burr, 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 burr. Shout out, shout out to six, six, six. God, six, six. What? Oh, yeah. What are you talking? Drake. About? Okay. Whoa. Um, numbers. Yes, numbers. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, they're they're champions. Shout out to them. Oh, first time. First in time in twenty four years, one goal. Boom. Yeah, franchise history. They got it. Um. I could talk about the game. Marcus and Pau Gasol. Yeah, the brotherly love. The first you brothers just... to ha- both have a championship. Yeah. I support fu- I support uh uh funny looking white dudes in the NBA. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Like Scalabrini and shit. Mm-hmm. The white mama. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, they won. Um and hats off to them. A lot happened in that game. Uh, shout out to Clay Thompson for being a baller and a competitor. Um, he wanted to win that for Kevin Durant because he went down the game prior. And so what happened to Clay Thompson during the game? Clay Thompson had about 30 points on like 10 shots, something crazy. He he was about to take over that game. Um, he tore his... Um, ACL. He like landed weird on his leg. It wasn't yeah. like anything to do with contact. He, went, he just landed. There was a fast. There was a fast break. They outletted the ball to Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson went up for a dunk. Uh, Danny Green went up to try to block the shot. Clay Thompson kind of swung off the rim sideways, planted funny. And when I saw the replay, I was like, "Oh shit, it looks bad right there." And then once Clay was hurt, and he was uh, it was announced that he wasn't returning. The the writing was on the wall, and uh, you know Toronto did what they were supposed to do. Um, and congratulations, congratulations to the Raptors. Um, What's the other big? So they had they had their parade mm-hmm. today. Yeah, and we're recording this on Tuesday. On Tuesday, yeah. So this is like recent, very recent. recent. They had their parade today. Um, the city of Toronto was crazy. On a sad note, there was a shooting. Some idiot decided to pull out a gun and shoot four people while the celebration was happening. Were they just injured? Yeah. I don't know if anybody died or anything. Mm-hmm. but And it wasn't like a terrorist attack. It was just somebody. Just somebody. 
I wonder if he was a white dude. But anyway, it's another it's another question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope he wasn't chic. Yeah. Cause man, forbid that. Mm-hmm. As soon as anybody with a Man, any kind of color does a mass shooting. Oh, my goodness. Who knows what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. But anyway, on just talking about news and sports, just keep going. Mm-hmm. I guess the women soccer team. So the women, they're, they're in the World Cup. They're, they're battling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, people are upset with the women's soccer team because they're like annihilating teams and they're... Uh, they're having too much fun when they score their goals. The celebrations are too much. They're not being uh, sportsmanlike. And they think the celebrations are too much because they're already in a lead when yeah, they're celebrating. F- that, that's a bunch of that's a bunch of bullshit. Because when the dream team was beating people by damn near a hundred points, it was like, oh, how much can the dream team beat them by? And then you have comparisons to X teams, and they always say. No team was better than that dream team because of the point differential. So why can't it's their time to to ball? Because these are because women's teams are always going to be scrutinized more for that kind of stuff than men's teams are. Fucking, it's dumb. Yeah, it is dumb. Like let them if they want to beat them by twenty, beat them by twenty, dude. And in soccer, that's crazy having that many points. They, they had like ten, 10 point, point lead. lead. In one of the games. Yeah, like okay, dude. Yeah. Well, then t- that's the coach. If the coach ain't telling them to take the Take it easy. Which, why would you do that? In, why would you do it cup? anyway? Why would you do that? Yeah. Why? In any professional They setting. worked out four years, whatever, for this. And, you know, they grind. Mm-hmm. So if they want to put it out there, let them put it out there. And, like, people just want to criticize. And then other, other female teams are criticizing their celebrations, too. Well, stop them, then, if you're unhappy about their celebrations. Mm. How about that? Mm. Um, are we going to talk about Anthony Davis? Oh, snaps. AD is a Laker, dude. Woo! Forgot about Woo-hoo! that. So, Caw-caw! yeah, that writing was on the wall when uh, the Lakers weren't doing so well. And I remember when he was drafted, like how many years ago? Three, four years, four or five. How long has it been since he... He's like six years in the league. Yeah, like I remember being really excited about him just as a player when he got into the league. Yeah. And then just not... only I only wasn't hearing about him that much because I wasn't really following the Pelicans. So, but I did have my peripheral, my peripheral vision kind of following how his career was going. But I didn't, you know, I wasn't following it super hard because he was, the, he was you know, playing for the Pelicans. But super stoked to have him on the team. So, yeah, all the, the Laker uh, faithfuls, they're pretty happy about that. I mean, I'm just happy about it as a basketball fan because basketball is like my reality TV. Well, and do you think that this is going to mean more exposure for Anthony Davis or more of, like... Of course. Yeah. Because he's in a big market. Right. Which is good. I think that should be good for him. So they got... So potentially... I don't know if anybody follows the Lakers. You know, they got Magic and Kareem. Then you got Kobe, Shaq. And now you have LeBron and Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, which players are going to come next? Maybe J.J. Redick. Maybe Danny Green. Maybe I don't know if they'll get Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> That's like high hopes. I think they'll. I think they'll land like a Mike Conley. Nobody's talking about a Mike Conley. I'm, maybe a DeRozan will end up being a Laker. Mm-hmm. We don't know yet, but it's cool to see different faces in different places um, to shake up the 
the league a little bit. So that was cool news. And that was just the beginning. That damn near over that that trade damn near overshadowed Toronto's championship. <laughs> Almost, not quite. I mean, if you're from LA, you you were all I you were was all super about excited it. about that. You know, mm-hmm. I'm from LA, so I'm happy for the Lakers. And you know, just don't riot when they win, you guys. Can y'all not riot? Don't riot when the Lakers win again. Okay, so do you want to touch on some other news? Some other yeah. Stuff? So in other c- current news. Uh, There's been there, a lot of police brutality stuff happening. Yeah, I like all over the country. I don't want to talk about you know damper the mood or anything. Or talk about each individual case. each individual case. But in one case, I just want to shed light to one of our entertainers. You'll say, shout out to Jay Z, Sean Carter, uh, for helping the family in Phoenix, mm-hmm. picking up their uh, lo- uh, lawyer fees. Yep, yep. So kind of connecting to what we were talking about earlier about. Will was talking about how celebrities can have a negative impact when they put their money into these weird organizations. This is Jay-Z using his money for good <laughs> yeah. and paying like the lawyer fees and stuff and helping support this family's case against um, Phoenix, So Phoenix uh, PD. So what happened was, I don't know if you know, so this family was shopping at like a, a dollar store, some, some, some small some little, small little store. store. And the little the little girl, I don't know how old she was, probably eight to ten years old. Oh, I think younger than that. It said toddler. What I saw said toddler. Like, Poor like man. Like little kid. Apparently walked out of the store without paying for a doll like, or Barbie. Like just walked out with a doll. Just walked out and with you know the, the security in those small little stores is not like, you should probably easily walk out with anything and not realize. Parents probably not even realize she has it in her hand, obviously. Right. So I'm looking at the video and I see... These cops with their guns drawn, like they just robbed a damn bank. Cussing, telling them to get the fuck out the car. Gun drawn, like pointed at the car, repeatedly, get the fuck out, get the fuck out the car. And it's like, wait a minute, dude, did you guys really assess the situation? Like, what did the store clerk tell you guys about the people in the store? Like, d- did you tell them that they robbed the, like, they just robbed the register. Like, what did you tell right, them right. for that cop's reaction? Yeah. And and maybe they didn't need to say anything for those cops to react that way because the cops just saw a black. You know, we don't know. Yeah, what, I mean. Either way, it's bad. It's bad because, I mean, I have some friends that stick up for the police. And me personally. Unless there's big, I mean, system, unless there's yeah, big systematic changes. And we're seeing these, quote, good cops helping out with these big systematic changes. It's hard to support. Uh, it's hard to support a nationwide organization that we're seeing consistently make these horrible decisions, these racist and horrible decisions. Facts. Because <laughs> that's how it started from the jump. Yeah. If you look at the root of the history of of the police department they were all good old boys i mean yeah the the police uh there's a if you've seen the old michael moore documentary that talks about the nra there's a whole video that kind of talks about how the nra and the police department being kind of offshoots of the kkk after it was kind of yeah, becoming they, spa- not- they spawned yeah yeah so i mean that energy is still going on 
just because there is a person of color, if you don't understand that person of color and you are threatened and scared of a person of color and you are working for the, the police department, maybe you shouldn't be a policeman. Yeah, well, that's just like people who want these positions of power. There is something probably, uh, I'm not going to say intrinsically wrong about everybody who wants to do it. Facts. But people who want to have positions of power, if that's your first go-to, you probably shouldn't be in positions of power. Right. It's the ones who don't want the position of power, who want it for other reasons, or who to actually maybe, help. maybe would not want that position mm-hmm. as their first choice. Like... Not to sound like a fangirl, but Barack Obama didn't, like, if you read Michelle Obama's book, like, Barack Obama's whole, he was, like, wanted to be a writer. You know what I mean? He had all these other, but he saw all this, this, this problematic stuff going on around him, and he had no, he He felt like he he had no choice. He wanted to make a change. Yeah, and he felt like he had no choice but to involve himself, but he could have gone a whole different, he could have been just an academic professor, like, he could have gone a whole many different directions. Yeah, so these, so some of these police officers, they say, oh, I got in here to make a change in this neighborhood. Some of you, some of the cops don't even, they're not even from the neighborhood. Right, which is hard. And that's a whole nother subject, and... So, policing is getting horrible. It's not getting better. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like it's a whole, just a, it's a conspiracy in my, my, I feel like it's just going to get worse. It's hard to see any light, it's hard to see a light at the end of the tunnel with it. They just want robots to take over. That's it. They want robot cops. Well, I mean, honestly, a robot cop that is just a bot that is just programmed to act a certain way might be better than these people who have these racist preconceived. And that's and that's that's even crazier to think about. You hear what she just said? (laughs) A robot would be better. Did you hear her? (laughs) And that's what they're that's what they're going to because these fools are they're too emotional. They and they've been trained to. They've been trained. Yeah. Yeah, they've been trained through the television. Uh, through their captain. Their captain is telling them... Through their parents, through their pa- maybe, yeah. before all this stuff, you know? They're dangerous. They're this and that. So you uh, automatically are profiling people, and that's not the case. I mean, yeah, it's just all bad. And I hope I hope it stops. I hope somewhere it changes. Um, but I don't see it happening. So just be careful, you guys, when you're dealing with law enforcement. Um... I talked to a couple of my students before the year was over who were eighth graders going into ninth grade. So that means they're 14. Like these 14 year old kids who look to these two that I was speaking to in particular look like grown men. They look like they could be in their early 20s. And I was telling them they need to be chill out there because these police officers could could just look at them and treat them a certain way. Right. Just because they think that they're not kids. And it's been shown that when... Even in a classroom when you're with a little black kid that you know is seven years old and you're their teacher or whatever, all people are going to treat black children like they're older. There's already that that stereotype that they're tough, that they can take more, that they're tougher or whatever when they're not. I mean, that's not the case. And it's like that. So officers or random adult strangers in these situations see black and brown children and are going to treat them harder than they are their white or lighter skin counterparts and that's messed up that obviously. is messed up so yeah if you want to if you're a cop and you're acting all big and bad you might 
want to think about getting a new job. Well, if you're a good, I mean, if you're a good cop, I just don't know. I, you might, if you're one of those people who feel really passionate about your job yeah. and you're, and you actually do want to help people, it's probably hard for you to see all this stuff and to feel like you, you're helpless but and get, you can't do anything. Guess what the good cops do though. They stay quiet because they're a part of that fraternity and they don't want to rock the boat. Well, that's not really a good cop though. That's what I'm saying. I, but if you, if the, that's what I don't happens. even know, I don't even know what you could do. They to, don't want to question them. I don't know. You know, I don't know many cops, so I don't know. It's tough though, but you know, they have a tough job. Shout out to them for trying to do their best, you know. But if you're, your first reaction, if you're a cop, is you're scared and you grab your gun, maybe you guys need to be retrained. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you guys need to be retrained. Think about it. Use your logic. Mm-hmm. I don't think you guys are actually thinking. You guys are reacting. And it's not right. You're putting bullets in too many young people mm-hmm. that are unarmed and are, like... There's so many cases. I mean, shooting shooting this one woman in the back of her yard, like, popped in her head. Like, it's it's so sad. And you just got to be careful. Make sure your communications are on point when you're talking to these officers. Uh, be informed with your laws and your, you know, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. So just... Be careful out there, you guys. Okay, so next we're going to move into something a little bit lighter. Okay, so we're going to do something a little bit different today that I thought would be interesting. There are a few things we've noticed when we've been listening back to the podcast. One is that uh, Will says, um, and uh, a lot. And I say, kind of. A lot. I'm always saying kind of like or this is kind of. So th- we're saying these things. What do you mean? Uh, uh, you're kind of like always just saying. Yeah. So we have these <laughs> verbal tics that we have been noticing. Another thing, obviously, if you can't tell, is that I like to talk a lot. She likes to talk a whole lot. I'm very comfortable with talking and yeah. Will is not so much. S- trying to get there, guys. So, yeah. It's all about growth, yeah. right? So we figured that we'd ask each other some questions that were kind of fun so we could get to know each other a little bit better. And so uh, the listeners could just hear some funny stuff potentially. But also this could be an exercise for Will to talk more. Oh, wow. On the mic. This is an exercise. Yeah. Hopefully I get a workout. This is an exercise. Let's go. Um, So I'm going to ask the first question. You are? All right. Ask. (laughs) Ask away. You are. What is the most embarrassing thing you've ever worn? The most embarrassing thing I've ever worn. Now, when I think back, one shirt pops into my mind. So it was a shirt of like a, two males, like uh, the bathroom picture. It, the bathroom picture? You know, when you go into the bathroom and the, it's the stick figure of the yeah, guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was two of those. It was both males. And one said you and one said me. The one that said you, it was like a picture of this guy with like a small penis. And the other one <laughs> was me. The It had a bigger, bigger penis on it. So it was like these stick figures with like these, these stick figure wieners. Yeah. Well, how old were you when you had this shirt? I was like a teenager, like 18, 19 years old. Oh, so old enough to know. But to old know. enough to know. 
Okay. And I used to walk around with that shit all the so time. So this was not a shirt that your mom had anything to do with. Oh, hell no. And so did she ever see you wearing this shirt? Probably. I, 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 this is a shirt you bought for yourself. Look, yes. <laughs> through the time, through, so throughout the time, you know, I let that shirt go. And the, I remember the, the girlfriend that I was dating at the time uh-huh. put the shirt on and her mom slapped her in her mouth. <gasps> <laughs> so the girl was wearing the shirt. Yeah, because she she thought the shirt was hilarious and funny. Which it was. I mean, it's pro- a very nice. I mean, I mean, this was the early two thousands. This is like when everyone was wearing those yeah, stupid shirts. I got. I think I got it at like Journeys or Hot Topics or some shit. That like sounds that. about right. I think just. Uh, uh, I think pretty much all the most embarrassing things I can think of that I've ever worn were from Hot Topic. Uh, if we're talking like embarrassing, like cringy, whereas like when I was younger, I would wear like frog t-shirts and like dress like a boy when everyone else was dr- trying to dress like trendy. So that was that was more true to myself, but I was embarrassed at the time. Right. But if I'm thinking of actually stuff that is makes me cringe to think about, they were purchased from Hot Topic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Next question. Next question. Uh, the best lesson that your ex has ever taught you. And X. And X. That an X has taught you, yes. Um, man. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, where do I where do I start and try to be uh, try to be nice? Do you want me to go first? You can go first. Okay. So I think if I'm trying to think of like positive, first let me just say, I've had some people who I would consider my ex. Mostly I've just like dated lots of people, had romantic situations with lots of people. And the ones that stick out in my mind the most, I have gained a lot of like pretty much every guy that I felt very strongly about, I've taken a lot of music knowledge from. Hmm. You know what I mean? Each person that if I'm making a chart of all the men that I felt very strongly about, each had a different impact on me musically. Does that make sense? All right. So got me into certain parts of music I would not have known otherwise. Okay. And each one, as I've gotten older, has I've realized different, uh, like, how, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not clingy, but probably clingy. But like, um, oh, codependent. I'm a very codependent person. And so with each new situation I was in, I learned basically how I can deal with my being a codependent person. So I think I am still that way, but with Will, hopefully it's gone a little bit less. Uh, well, now we have to, now I have to be codependent with you because we live together and all that stuff. But I'm at least aware of me having those uh, parts of my personality that probably aren't the most healthy, basically. Hmm. Yeah. That's good to know. I'm glad you know that. <laughs> I was worried about that. <laughs> about my in the beginning. My co- that's what I'm saying. That, in the beginning. That's what I'm saying because I've grown I've grown a lot since we and and I mean I know I mentioned this er, um uh in an earlier episode but we've been together for like 8 years. So this is stuff where the reason also why we're doing this is this is stuff we may not have known about each other, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So one thing that I've learned or one of the one thing, a couple of things that have, exes have taught me is to communicate better. Um, not uh, 
sweep stuff under the rug if I have a problem, address the problem, even if it's a difficult subject to talk about. Um, Is that stuff you learned after the fact? Like out of after leaving the relationship or stuff that you learned in the relationship? While I was in it. Mm-hmm. While I was in it. Uh, I learned that. Um, what else? Hmm. More patience. Patience has been taught. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've been, you know. I've been through a few relationships in my life. Uh, one taught me how to be compassionate, I guess. More compassionate. More compassionate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. That's Yeah, that's about it. Okay. You know? So moving on, next question. Something you did as a child that aggravated your parents. Oh, man. Something I did that... Uh, well, I know how... I used to get under my mom's buttons uh, a lot especially when she like told me like to do chores or whatever so when I used to do chores I would just do them in like a Jamaican voice and she used to hate that and I would just do it for hours all day all day all day she used to hate that um I didn't do anything that aggravated my parents I was a perfect child you ready to move on to the next when, question? Hold on. <laughs> uh, also, like, when I started learning, like, different, like, laws and, and stuff like that, I remember my mom would ask me a question. I'd be like, I plead the fifth. She hated that. She hated that. She hated that so much. She'd get irritated. What else? Did I? I used to irritate my mom a lot. <laughs> um, but it was all fun and all love. My father, I don't think I really aggravated my dad too much. We were just cool. He probably didn't like when I used to sag my pants, and it wasn't intentional. It wasn't like I was intentionally sagging my pants. They kind of just fell. Mm-hmm. Or they were too big or whatever. But, yeah, anyway. Yeah, well, I'm moving on to this question. You want to move on? Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. Uh, which one are we uh, This moving? one. What would be a perfect day for you? Yeah. For me? Yeah. So a, a perfect day for me would, I would be with all my friends, all my loved ones, if possible, and we hop on a plane and go to like a very cool destination, like somewhere we haven't been to go all have fun and relax, you know, and just have a good day. Good good time. Uh, do you want me to choose a destination? I mean, not really, I guess. Yours is kind of like... I feel like that's kind of a cop-out answer, but... What? Th- you want... A, okay. Another another perfect day. Huh. Just me being selfish? Yeah. Being a selfish day? Yeah. How honest do you want me to be about this? Uh, well, that's up to you. Oof. Man. A perfect day for me. I've had a nice day. I've had some good days. Well, let me let me explain one of my perfect days. 
me getting up in the morning, uh, nice and refreshed, with a fistful of money in my pocket. Um, I go to the neighborhood medicine man, pick up a pack of greenery, um, and I go to a museum. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, a day with the funnies and me, me tripping on some psilocybin or something like that and going to a museum. That is actually an awesome day. And if you haven't tried it, you should. Um, museums are cool. Especially on hallucinogenics, I actually I do recommend it. Just be of age and know what you're doing when you get into it. Mine would be, <laughs> a, I like that you're just snapping. Uh, mine would be a little bit uh, less. I don't know. Mine just consists of being in the sun at the, be- <laughs> at the beach, basically. Yeah. Um. Ideally, I would be in a situation where I was close enough to the beach where I could go and hang out with a friend, go take a nap, go eat some food, come back to the beach, lay out some more. Basically, I would I would be in a nice walking distance from food, drinks, friends, family, and get to all, like, take little beach breaks, but still end up back on the beach, and then kind of just be outside at night when it's nice and warm still. Hold on, man. Your your answer sounds like my cop out answer. No, your cop out. No, no, no. What? Because your cop out answer is like, I'd have all my family and we go fly somewhere. Yeah. Why? What? Mine is just. I went to the beach and my friends were there. That's different. We live at the beach. Right. All right. Whatever. My perfect day could happen tomorrow. Blah blah. Your perfect day. There's a lot of things that need to happen for that perfect. day. You have had that perfect day. No, where you try the traveling one, not the museum one. The museum one was your more realistic one. The traveling one is like there's a lot of things that have to. Your perfect day could actually happen. That's I think what the point. I mean. I have a lot of scenarios of a perfect day. Me chilling with my son all day. Right, totally. It's just a perfect day. Totally. Yeah. But I think, yeah, the self, I think emphasis on the selfish perfect. Selfish. The selfish perfect day. Yes. Okay. Ready for the next question? Yeah, shoot it. Um, What is the first thing you notice about a person? What is the first thing I notice about a person? Are you going to repeat every question after I read this? Maybe. I might. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to start this one. Does that bother you? It does, actually. Oh, wow. Okay, so I'm going to start with this one. Um, I notice... uh, I think this counts. I notice that when I shake people's hands, what their handshake is. And I'm really really bothered with a limp handshake. It really bothers me. A limp handshake is... I'm I'm very proud of my strong handshake. And I, I don't understand when people have limp handshakes. So when I'm meeting somebody for the first time, um, I'm Handshake. very, I'm extra aware of how they're shaking my hand. Handshakes are important to you. Huh? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a business, business world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, Chet, shout out to you, Chet. Touch it out of well. Yep. Maybe. Uh, handshakes, huh? I'm more of a vibe person. I try to pick up their vibe, um, energy or whatever case may be. Yeah, our uh, tone of voice. Mm-hmm. So that probably is like a combination of like their voice and their uh, their body language too. Yeah. Probably. And I try not to read in it too much because I'm just meeting them for the first time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
So I really like just try to fill the person out, like eye contact and all that other stuff and see what they see what they about. Yeah. Try not to be so judgmental. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, uh, next, this is the next question. Uh, strangest, strangest things you've ever eaten. Mm-hmm. What's the strangest thing you've ever eaten? Uh, I've had some cricket before. And cricket was pretty good. It's like a little crunchy crunches. A little crunchy. It tastes like a... a f- uh, tastes kind of like sunflower seed. Sunflower seeds, seeds. yeah. But sun- like a little thicker. Thicker, a little, little more yeah. uh, crunch to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've eaten... That was pretty interesting. I'm pretty boring when it comes to eating stuff because I'm not well-traveled, so... Well, the weirdest thing that I've eaten was in <laughs> in California... Really? The weirdest stuff I've eaten has been probably local stuff. I mean, not local, but, like, when I traveled places, I didn't eat any weird stuff, really. But uh, I went to a Greek wedding when I was a kid, like, maybe junior high or a little bit younger. And in, I guess, the Greek culture, well, A, there's, like, a lot of different courses in the wedding, but there's also, like, they'd want to use every part of the sheep, I guess, in some specific Greek culture. You got some pootie pie? I had some sheep brain sheep liver like it was like they used every part of the sheep for this one course and i just remember eating the brain i have had frog before mm-hmm. and i had rabbit but like a lot of people eat that and that that was kind of weird rabbit was weird i the only other place i had weird or weird ish stuff was when i went on the cruise for your sister's bachelorette party there was like frog legs and alligator and uh, yeah this stuff was weird and and uh snails snails were super good because they were just like they're just like these gooey things that are in butter it's just because they're drenched in butter and they're delicious doesn't sound good at but all the cruise situation was funny because it was just like sounds like everything's already paid for so you go to dinner just assuming everything's already like you just can order whatever so we just had our huge table and we were just ordering everything we wanted to order because it wasn't like there was a bill. It was like that. The food was included, you know? Yeah, just eat some snail. Ugh. On a boat. <laughs> eat some snail on a boat. <laughs> Sounds weird. <laughs> miles and miles off the shore. Off the shore. Just eat some snail. Okay, last question. If you could wake up tomorrow having gained one quality or ability, what would it be? So, believe it or not, I don't know if you know... <laughs> if, if you know me and you're listening to this, I carry myself... With confidence, a uh, very confident person, but that's what I would want—just more confidence in myself. Yeah. Um, and not second guessing my abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, your heart. Like when you have something that you're working on, you're all you're usually more critical of it than you should be. Yeah, that is me. And same with like, especially things that have to do with speaking. Just like this podcast. Yeah. And which is exactly why we're doing these questions. So if you guys think I'm killing it, I think I suck <laughs> right now as I'm speaking. Well, it's not. I mean. Horrible, dude. I just think it's hard for you to. Why are you guys listening? I think it's hard for you to uh, <laughs> not open. Maybe not open up, but it's like you're not. You're worried about about messing up. Or or saying things or you or your, your things you're saying being taken the way that you don't mean them maybe. Yeah, I do worry about that, but and sometimes I don't I don't even care how you take it. Mm-hmm. But 
when it's like uh I guess something's in stone or like this recording, yeah. something that you could play back and analyze. Yeah, I'm very self conscious about what I'm doing. Or if you were like to do a presentation in front of people or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think what? I think for me, I I'm getting a lot better at it, but I'd like to be more of like a, a braver person just in general or like more of an advocate for myself in certain situations. Say it with your chest. So just being more uh, loud about my needs in, in, in every setting and instead of just kind of being a people pleaser and, and checking for what everyone else wants. I'd like to just wake up and be more selfish in that regards, I guess. Pr- braver and more selfish about what I want. Dang, you an only child. More selfish? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Woo! That's scary. Don't wake up with that. <laughs> okay, so those are our questions. <clears throat> yeah, it's cool. I, yeah, you know, something light to add to this episode. So Will and I watched this documentary on Netflix called Remastered, The Lion's Share, which makes it seem like there's going to be more in this kind of remastered category, like they're going to make more. And it's called Remastered, The Lion's Share, the story of uh, A Lion Sleeps Tonight. So The song. The song. So it looks like Netflix is going to be making more of these that are kind of the backstory of these different songs. But this one is the backstory of The Lion Sleeps Tonight. So it starts off with a narrator whose name is Rianne Milan, and he is the nephew of the first prime minister of South Africa under apartheid. So his his uncle was a prime minister when all the apartheid stuff was happening in South Africa. So so Rianne grew up during apartheid. So you're assuming these people know what apartheid is? I am assuming, but I mean, if you don't know what apartheid is, I'm... Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> if you don't want to, I think I can spell it A P A R T E I D. If I'm not mistaken, that's how you spell it. Yeah, please look it up. Um, so, so Rianne was kind of talking about how he rebelled against his family and how he was very like he he goes and spray paints. This is a white guy. A right? white guy going and spray paint on the walls. I'm black and I'm proud and all this funny stuff. And it was actually kind of kind of endearing how much he wanted to just. He wanted to fight for the people. He was, yeah. He, 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 he was an ally. He yes. was a true ally. Yes. But, yeah. but you know, in a time when it was hard for probably, he didn't express it in quite the right ways, but he, he definitely wanted to be an ally. And um, we're going to go into a little more detail describing this documentary because it was actually kind of boring. The yeah, story it was. itself was good, but, but like the this the backstory was good but the documentary itself was just not really It's kind of dry. Yeah. So this way you don't have to watch it. You can just listen to us talk about it. So, uh he grows up listening to this song The Lion Sleeps Tonight right. and it's popular in South Africa. It's popular all over the world. I mean, everyone has heard this song. Right. Uh he travels to America and he moves he moves I don't remember I think it was yeah, California it was it Venice was, wasn't it yeah, Venice Yeah it was Venice Yeah he moves to Venice, Venice and he starts working for Rolling Stone Right And somehow he finds out that he starts researching the song and finding all these different people who've covered it and he ends up tracking down the original audio from The Lion Sleeps yep. Tonight and it's this song called Mbabe, Mbube, or something like yeah. that, which is, I think, an Afrikaans word for lion. 
So in the original song, which is written by, I just looked up the name. Let me make sure because I want to make sure I say it right. Solomon Linda in, I believe, the 1930s. So it's this guy named Solomon Linda. And he was part of a choir group called the Nightbirds or something like that. And so he was just a choir group. And they were really popular at the time. He had skills, though. Yeah. And so in this original track, he's going, uh, uh. It was like Mbappe, 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 and then later on, there's more of the melody from yeah, yeah. But it's clearly the lion sleeps. It's clearly the lion sleeps tonight. If you ever seen Coming to America, if you ever seen Coming to America at the beginning of the movie, that is what's playing. They use that they actual, use that the original. actual original. Song. Which is pretty wild. So it's funny they he, they show in the documentary they show these clips over time of um, these different people covering the song, right. and then these different most I should say they're all white people, and then the interviewer is saying, "Oh, so what does Wimoway mean? And what does you mean by the lion sleeps? Oh, Wimoway means you know this and." And the song is about the lion coming and blah blah blah. They're basically making they up, up making story. up words, yeah. making up meanings to this song when really it was just this uh, vocal. It was almost like a vocal warm up yes. for this guy, and he's just saying "lion" over and over again and doing these other little melodies, basically. Yeah. So, but these white people took it and ran with it, took and then it. made up other like crazy African meanings they to fa- it. They found out it, it, it didn't have any domain. They, there was no domain for the song, so they just they just took it and ran with it and used it for what they wanted to use it for. Right, and so, um, so Rianne, who's the narrator, the 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 nephew of that prime minister guy, he finds the daughters of Solomon. And he makes it his his job to try to get the money, basically. Oh, yeah. So he uh, basically kind of talks about how all these different people benefited from it, including Disney. Disney, dude. From The Lion King, the musical, yes. and and the the movie. And the new Lion King also plays The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Oh, they're still too. getting money from it, huh? Yes. And so, and none, the, the, the daughters are getting like a $600 check like every few months, but they're not getting they, as they, many royalties as they should they from the song. They still live in poverty. Right. But it's gotten a little bit better, but it's still not... It's not just. Yeah. And it was just a trip to see how that happened and how easily... People could take your product. Well, especially in the 30s when there wasn't, and it was a black man in South Africa in the 30s, and there wasn't anything set in place to make his art, to his his art. You know what I mean? Elvis did the same thing. Lots of people did the same thing for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But so, I mean, I'm you guys should check it out because it's it's interesting in a way to to just see how easily people took other people's art and just made it theirs. Yeah. And then you find out damn near 20, 30 years later, like, oh, what? Like, that wasn't, that's, you didn't do the original right. that. Or, or just even hearing the original track was kind of haunting to hear it and be like, whoa, this is where that came from. Yeah. And I had no idea. I had no idea. Um, the kind of cute thing at the end of the movie is Rianne kind of saying, you know, I just wanted black people to like me. I just wanted to help black, like he, he legitly, like, it wasn't like a fetish thing or like a weird, he was just like, he, I think he felt so much guilt from growing up in a part 
apartheid and feeling connected to that. And he just really, really wanted to just like. He wanted to help. Man. He want yeah. <laughs> it was just really cute. It was a very honest moment because he was like, I just want, I just want. Like, people to like me and to be helpful in any way I can. <laughs> yeah. he, he was, you know, he was on the other side of the fence. Yeah. And he didn't like that shit, so. Yeah, so the movie's called The Lion Share on Netflix. It, Like I said, it seems like they're going to be doing more of these song background stories. Because it said, the title was Remastered, da-da-da-da-da. So they're probably going to make more of these remastered uh, stories about these songs, which should yeah. be interesting. I mean, if you want to sit back and be informed about something, it was a good... It's a good movie to just maybe do something else. Check out, yeah. While it's playing, while it's in, the playing in the background, yeah, because it was it was it was engaging in some ways, but you know, yeah, it's you a are, good good movie to have on in the background. Yeah. So you guys check it out. Well, that was our show. Yeah. Yeah. It was our. It was, it was our kind show. of all over the place, but yeah. it's fine. Thanks for listening. If you listened, um, Instagram, it. Twitter, Gmail, see Hypocrite Pod. Um, I just started doing stuff on our Twitter. Uh, and it's pretty funny because I'm just retweeting stuff and, and friending random people. So if you guys have any (laughs) suggestions or if you're just, if you, if you know, if you have Twitter or you use it, just, you know, see hypocrite pod, C H Y P O C R I T E P O D see hypocrite pod. I'm going to be tweeting out random stuff, reposting stuff, following everybody I can. It's going to be a funny journey. I think. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for listening. Thanks guys. Oh!